In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. In the Pits Paintball Podcast is sponsored by FU Athletics. Created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS at checkout for 15% off your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot provides both photo and video coverage to teams and individuals competing at USXBL. Message Get That underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram for more details. Wanting a print of your favorite photo? Go to getthatshot.spungmug.com, select your photo, and use code GDS20OFF at checkout for 20% off of your order. Hello everybody, this episode of In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code In the Pits for 15% off of your order. Welcome everyone to episode 6 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we will have a short and sweet 30-minute episode with a new topic and new special guest. I'm Christian Smith, I'm a player for the Texas Titans, and this episode we are going In the Pits with Sasha Zucker, owner of the Dragoons. Sasha, how are you doing this evening? Hey Christian, so good to be here, man. I've uh, I was telling you before we started, I had this idea that there really needs to be a paintball podcast for Texas because there's just so much going on here. There's so many personalities, there's so much exciting stuff happening. Um, and yeah, I even told you I bought this book called Everyone Has a Podcast But You, and I didn't even crack it open because I've just got so much going on between the team and family and work and everything. But uh, when you did, I was just like no brainer, and uh, it was a dream of mine to be on here so I could continue my quest to become a D-list paintball celebrity out there. So thanks for having me on. You're helping me. Uh, this is turning out to be like the best week of paintball for me since uh, this past weekend, which we'll talk about. But yeah, I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Dude, glad to have you. I mean, D-list, come on. You've got all those meme pages now. You're probably at least so a B, at least a B-list now. Like I'm a C minus. I'm so far down the list if you look at the world of paintball, but uh, it's a, it's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, for those listening, maybe they don't know very much at all about you. Uh, so for you personally, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Yeah. So it's real interesting. I, you know, I want to go all the way back to uh, little Sasha about seven or eight years old. And I was, uh, at home watching TV, like we did back in the eighties. Cause we didn't have like the internet or video, really video games or anything like kids down the street had ColecoVision and Atari, but, uh, TV comes on six thirty. There's a show called PM magazine and they featured this new sport called paintball. It was the sport for doctors and lawyers, and there's a luxury sport, and it showed these people run around the woods with camo on. It was amazing looking. Like when you're eight years old, you're seeing people playing with real, like real guns, like paintball guns, but playing war like you did with sticks. And man, that just like 
stuck with me through the years. I just looked for, you know, I was always on the lookout for paintball fields and it was, it was super expensive, you know, back then. Um, it was a sport for people that were, had a lot of money. That didn't really change. It still really hasn't changed. But um, when I moved to Texas, I moved to Texas around 1989. And then finally I got my shot to play some paintball. It was uh, in Austin because I lived in Austin and there was this, I don't know how it happened and how my parents took me there, but there was this guy that the paintball field was literally an empty lot of scrub brush, you know, not empty, but it wasn't like cleared. There was just, it was a woods ball field because there wasn't anything else back in 1996. And the guy, the stationery was this guy's pickup truck and he was renting to you pump guns with 12 grams and, uh, you know, maybe a couple tubes of paintballs. I bet it was like 40 bucks. And, you know, he went out and played and he went around the field and ran around and, um, that was the Texas paintball scene back in the, as far as I knew, at least for rec ball. I mean, there was no real established fields and I was just a little kid. I moved out to California and I played rec ball out there. I actually played in near one of the fields. I never went there, but I lived in the Bay Area and Mare Island was where Dynasty was. And they had just shut down like right after I started playing paintball around two, uh, 1998 when I got my job out of college. I had some money to burn. So I was going around playing rec ball with my pro carbine and, uh, you know, I knew about tournament paintball, like I knew about the Ironmen, uh, I knew about autocockers and stuff like that, but you know, there wasn't really, didn't have the money for it. So then I moved back to Texas in 2002 or so, and you know, I got a good job and I want to go play paint, I just want to go play paintball again. So I took my Pro Carbine, which I'd never got rid of, and my uh, JT Flex, which is, if I'd kept it, was probably worth about like $500 now, but of course that's long gone. And I went out and played at Lone Star, which is this field uh where actually i think colt and dixon started out i didn't know that i was just a rec baller and they, just, they had this amazing uh field that was a in a quarry like you'd go run around a quarry and they did have an airball field and i remember they had the usual like rec ballers versus tournament players you know so you, all the rec ballers like 30 of us were on one side in the airball field and it was not like the current get-ups where it's all standardized it was like weird bunkers with cones and go back and watch the little videos and the other side of the tournament players i remember running up to the middle and i'm pretty sure like dixon or colt was in the snake and just shot the hell out of me i don't know if it was really them because i didn't know anything but i'm pretty sure it was like those those guys like grace and all that they were in the scene i just knew that there are these you know there's a tournament scene um so i stopped playing i sort of gave it up for a little bit and then in 2006 i was skipping around on espn2 and what did i come across but the Smart Parts World Championships. And I, I was just listening to Colt's podcast today, and he just couldn't remember the name of it, but that guy with his white mask, his white event mask he was wearing, playing the Naughty Dogs, so I went and won the whole thing. And I was just introduced to this whole world that I didn't know about. There are all these characters. There's Dynasty. They were saying all sorts of funny stuff. There was Excessive. You know, they all had names and, and attitudes and... You know, Maddie Marshall was the paintball legend who was the announcer, you know, and, and uh, these guns looked amazing. You could tell that, like, the main skill was going like this with your fingers. Like, that didn't exist when I was a kid. Like, the, elect the only electronic gun I saw before that was an Angel, you know, in 2002. Um, I never shot or anything, but I, saw, I remember seeing one of those a tournament guys showed up when I played uh, at this field called Constant Pursuit or Constant Action Austin. My brother, who got me into paintball... Um, he wanted to go play some paintball when we were in town and we went there and there was this guy that was all decked out in the tournament gear. He had like the sock hat, you know, he had like the, the whole, the jersey and an angel and it looked amazing, but I didn't even know what angel was. I just, I had a pro light and that seemed 
pretty lame, but it's all all I knew about. So I saw the Smart Parts World Championship, and I was just like, the internet was now here. It's 2006 or seven. And I just went on the internet, and I was like, this is awesome. Look at all these teams. There's this whole world I don't know about. There's the MPPL. There's this thing called the NXL. Um, there's all these, you know, there's the paintball media. Like I'd always looked at like action pursuit games and stuff like that and borders, but like the internet was a whole different level. Like you got drawn into like the melodrama of it all. And then I found out that here in San Antonio, where I'd lived at the time, um, and I still do, but this is like 2006, that there was just a pro team in San Antonio, X Factor. And they just gone pro. It was 2006. It, they were entering their second year pro. And I got to read that the drama in the paintball magazine about how um, that they had, there were these kids and everyone had talked smack about how they couldn't do it in pro. Like they were winning division one, but it's a whole different league. But then when they got the division, they got the pro and made Sunday and the, and the other teams didn't, they showed them. And it was just this great story. Right. And they're right here in town. So I went out, you know, I immediately, you know, I started playing again. I was playing rec ball at Crossfire and um, I would sometimes go to nights and that was like a scary scene. Like you, you're a young guy, you don't remember, but you know, uh, for a rec ball player, if you're just showing up with like an eye on, which is what I had, like there's all these guys and they're shooting the hell at each other and they're spending all this money and it was super serious and it's on air ball and you don't know how to get on a team. Like I didn't know anybody. So I was, and I was real wimp. Like I didn't, I didn't want to get shot that much. Um, so I just stuck to, I stuck to, uh, I stuck to rec ball and occasionally we'd go over and check out the scene at, 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 uh, nights, which is, was, was the real spot. I mean, that's where X factor practiced. I did an X factor clinic there, which was really my introduction to like learning the game. Um, it was, uh, Brett the Threat, what was his name? What's his last name? Cohen. Brett the Threat Cohen was the the main guy running the clinic, and the this other you know a couple of the guys. The original BKIT were all still there, and um, so I was going to Crossfire, and I decided uh, I wanted again to what I figured out was that if you wanted to get on a team, right, uh, it didn't matter how awesome you looked in rec ball. Like what you need to do, Christian, is you need to buy an expensive gun. <laughs> All right. That's how you do it. Because uh, in rec ball, like if someone's got like an ego seven and they're shooting the hell out of all the little birthday party kids, like, oh, that guy's good. Right. The guy would show up with a shocker, Tauntaun shocker. That guy's good. Right. Like, that's how you know. I had an eye on like nobody's going to have get a 30 year old guy with, a, with an eye on, however old I was at the time to join their team with an eye on. So what I did is I ordered from ANS gear. Not, not sponsored, I'm just saying. Uh, I ordered a Bob Long Closer, which was an amazing looking gun. You know, the Mark, original Mark series. And it, it had this amazing milling. And the, you know, I don't know if you kids know, but Bob Long guns were known for shooting crazy fast. Like, go watch those old videos. When the Bob Long and Timir came out, like, that was the end of the autococker, even then with the E-Blade. Because it just shoot, like, they, they said it didn't cheat, but... You just get those fingers flying and bam, like you're just shooting 20 balls a second, like shooting everybody, right? And I knew from going to play at uh, nights that I was getting the hell shot out of maybe these guys with like infamous intimidators. So I got myself a Bob Long gun and, you know, boom, I went out and was practicing. There's this team there named Meltdown and uh, I shot a bunch of them and a little, they invited me to play because they saw I had a mark. They saw I had a closer, so they invited me to play with them because I was obviously a serious player. And I shot like three of them in a game. And they're like, well, you want to join the team? Like, hell yeah, this is my chance. Now I'm on a paintball team. Uh, but here's the thing, Christian. 
you know, things are amazing now, right? We get some, we got tournaments every weekend. There was nothing. There was nothing in Texas in 2007. Bunker Fest had had three years, I think they ran, the original Bunker Fest by Animal Paintball. You can go find the video on, uh, if you go on eBay and see what, the, you'll see some old X Factor players like um, oh, yeah. Derek Jordan's on there, right? Um, and there was, there was nothing like that ended and paintball dried up. So to play a tournament in San Antonio, there are no tournaments really in San Antonio. Knights would have like a rookie three man every once in a while, just on a lark. Uh, we had to drive to Houston and play in tanks rookie league. And, uh, I don't know if that's even still around, but it was a three man league and it was played on rec ball fields. Like there was one air ball field, but we were just legit playing these tournaments on like crazy pallet fields, like one junk field or just like random junk from a junkyard practically you play three man and it was uh it wasn't like expo it was just you play every other team and you just work your way up and we did pretty well in that um we were getting you know top four uh but around that time like 2013 there was the inklings of texas paintball all right and what started to you know there was still x-factor like x-factor at this point had left uh, nights and gone out and bought the realm and they started maximum paintball uh around two around the time that they were you know making their early run pro they it, the, the clear thing you've got to do if you've got a pro team like you have to own your own field if you can you know like you don't have to worry about dealing with the the uh the the owners so they had their field um and but there was still no real paintball but then something called xbl showed up and it was uh, this guy had, who I'd known, I'd seen the webcasts, NPP, the MPPL webcast, which like you kids don't even know what it was like. Like, first of all, you had to wait, you know, a year to watch paintball on DVD. And then if you had a webcast, it was like a postage stamp, like this big on your screen that you're looking at, like horrible resolution. And there was no alternate views. You know, um, if you want to see what that's like, go find PB Star on uh on youtube and watch some old videos to see how awful the webcasts were but um oh yeah hey sasha so, so it it sounded like we're getting an entire history of the like basically the oh, whole I'm history getting, of I'm texas get, paintball here I'm so getting, let, let's kind of get I'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting there okay so i played with meltdown and we didn't do so well so then um Expel started and there's this team called dingo ate your baby that was formed by this guy named ralph lukatek in 2013 all right, and this is still, I'm still on meltdown, still playing. We played the last Bunker Fest. Dingo ate your baby. Was had this team: uh, Ralph Lucas, Grant Hopwood, Jay Lake, Sam Wolf, and me. And we played like two events, and then Ralph uh, moved away with all our jersey money. Great, great story. Typical paintball. Uh, but at that time, I played, we had the last Bunker Fest. Bunker Fest just made, just made a comeback. It was like the fourth one or third one, and I just decided to stop playing paintball. Okay, so I retired. Uh, I was having my second kid, all right? I told you I was getting somewhere. My second kid, and I stopped for, you know, about four years. And then I decided, you know, I was I missed paintball. And I came back, and I started asking around, like I asked Grant, who'd been on the team with the original Dingo Ate, my, Ate Your Baby, that, uh, you know, what it was, you know, what was going on. And he talked about this team, Texas Rising. And there were some notable people on there, like Shuri Richter and Jay Lake from the previous team was on there. Played a couple tournaments with them, but they wouldn't let me start. And I, we didn't really, the team was sort of disorganized a little bit. Um, so Grant suggested that I start a team. He's just like, why don't we just start our own team? Um, so I said, hell yeah, I can start a team. 
Um, so this is sort of getting your next question about the origins of Dragoon. So right, 2016, 17, uh, I was like, screw it. Like I've been on all these teams. I didn't really like how they run. Like, you know, one team was disorganized, never practiced. Another guy left and stole our jerseys. And this other team that I started just now, like wouldn't let me start. So I'm gonna start my own team. So I started the team. It was originally called Dingo Ate Your Baby, which is this like bizarre joke reference to uh, the uh, a Seinfeld joke or something. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's like, I've heard worse names. Um, so the, the goal of the team when I started it was to have a team where people could just join without, like, if you want to play tournament paintball, I'm going to have an Instagram account. I'm going to, you know, advertise it. I'm just going to ask people to join. But also if someone wants to join the team, they can just join. Like, you don't have to be good at paintball. You could be just brand new and we're going to be an entry-level team. And I'm going to teach you how to play. At this point, like, I'd been going to clinics uh, I've been studying the, the game and I felt like I knew enough, you know, this is five years ago. Um, and we started the team. So, uh, you know, we started playing local tournaments. And by this time, you know, AXBL, since in the intervening time that I left to become USXBL and just paintball had exploded. Okay, now it's 2016. Now we're starting to see, you know, tournaments where, um, you know, Greg Pauly isn't just throwing me on a team you know, like he did in that first AX, a couple of XBLs where he's throwing me on a team with randoms and it, just to, to get 10 guys like, you know, we're selling out like team, the USPL sells out if you're not there. There's tournaments every weekend. And uh, that's how I started. So I was just at, you know, five years ago at X Factor and uh, just kept showing up and kept playing. And when people wanted to join the team, just told them we practice every Sunday, just go out every Sunday. Like that's the that's the approach. Show up every Sunday, play paintball. Um, not like these other teams that were just practiced like right before the event, like the goal is to play every weekend. Uh, and then the other thing is that, you know, I really emphasize drills. I, hold, I heard Colt talking about um, that you don't want to just show up and play. You know, I'd done these drills with X Factor. I'd watched drills on the internet and I just started, you know, insisting that people that show up, like we're going to do drills. We're going to do snap shooting. We're going to run and gun. We're going to do off the break. We're going to do all this basic fundamental stuff. Um, the only rule I had was for the, for new players that you have to show up, you know, four times over two months. Uh, you have to, sh you have to keep showing up. You just can't be like, oh, I'm on the team after one. You know, I did the first couple of years. I'd be like, you're on the team. But then after a while I decided like, I want to see people who just keep coming back to play not just random people to play one. Yeah, for games. sure. So, um, if you're listening, just tuned in, um, Sasha just basically answered the first five questions that I have on my script here. <laughs> so, um, uh, so he told us, you know, his kind of his origin story, origin story of the Dragoons. I, d I don't know if you actually knew this, but that uh, your remake of the Dingo Ate My Baby, uh, that first tournament at CTPL, I was actually refing that tournament. Uh, that was back when I was on oh. the Texas Longhorns. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, I was Great. refing that team. I, I, so I guess I was around for the origins for the Dragoons. Um, so you, you also – yeah. Yeah, you also talked to us sure. about kind of how uh, your program and how you bring in the new players, how uh, you help them learn the game, you know, emphasizing those drills, emphasizing, you know, just showing up, you know, not every weekend or twice a weekend like some programs do, but, you know, still getting them in. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about kind of the, your current core of the roster. So you guys are coming off of a second place finish at uh, the USXBL JT Open from this past weekend. Um, your core it seems to be pretty solid right now, but it wasn't always that way. Like Anthony has definitely 
kind of been there since the beginning. Uh, a lot of the guys have uh, have actually seemed to have been kind of raised from D5. Anthony went back down to D5 to play with those guys and then brought them up with him to now what you have is your core of your D4 roster. So what do you attribute to uh, really keeping this group of guys together? Yeah, so, I mean, arriving... Another thing that stuck out from the interviews with Colts and with uh, your great interview with Jill Stewart is just how important it is to have a core team. And I think that, you know, the interesting thing about Diesel is they're, you know, in a lot of paintball teams, they have the same struggles that we've had. That's a struggle of every paintball team that tries to have any sort of longevity. You know, I've gone through probably on Dragoons, probably close to 50 players over the past five years um, to arrive at the five, you know, five or six real core D4 players that we have now. And even D5, like, I, I tried to have a D5 line this year and we did had a great result our second event which we can talk about but can't keep it together i mean everything you know we the, the core guys that, that have are, are there right now that had a great result this past week in u6bl are the guys that kept coming back you know they i, I just kept keeping the i just kept the team going we're playing every sunday are we playing this sunday yes we're playing this sunday you know, they're the guys that keep coming back, that show up to practice, that have the money to, you know, make sure that they have the money to play, um, that make a priority. And that's what it takes for any team to have longevity. You know, like Diesel had great results their first year pro, but I know that they've struggled with a turnover in the roster. X Factors had the same problem. Like, this is a problem that faces all paintball teams. So really what it takes is, you know, identifying who your core players are and just you know, creating a structure for them that makes them want to stay. That's what I've really tried to bring to the team uh, is structure. You know, we have practices every Sunday. I show up early. I make sure we have pods. I make sure we've got the gear we need, you know, that provides a good team experience. You know, you, I've got batteries. I've got all this stuff that I do to so that people want to stay on the team and not say, well, this is lame. I'm going to go play another team that's winning right now because that's the other thing is that you know it's so easy just to go to another see another team that's winning and, and leave and join that team and i actually had that experience in my second year dragoons like uh my whole team quit not quit but left and joined grit because grit had decided to absorb all the teams x factor and start a uh d you know d5 d4 program so all my players that i'd been working on for like a year and a half left and anthony stayed anthony had just joined the team and he's just been there he's been an anchor since for these past like four years, four or five years or so. Um, and has he started out, like he just came off rec ball and was really, you know, not sure of himself and has just turned into this monster, <laughs> you know, on the field that is a little bit hard to control sometimes, which is, you know, you and I have talked about offline, but um, and you need that on your team. Like you need those fire plugs. You need those guys that, um, you know, are, on, you know, you're just like, you have to rein in. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, it's it's really good that y'all have that current core now. Like the results are really showing. Uh, I'm really happy to see that. You know, not just the current uh, D4 success from this past event, but you know, also talking about that second place at the second USXBL. That was really good for you guys. And one thing that I've noticed, uh, being also a player at X Factor, is that y'all are starting to bring in a lot more pro coaches. You have had that relationship with Nico Hyde where you bring him in like once, twice a year, but you've started to really bring in more outside help. You've brought in 
Colt Roberts. You brought in Mishka from Houston Heat. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the experience of bringing all of these different pros in and how that has affected your success and your growth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, remember back to, you know, I, I know I went on a long rant there with my whole life history. So forgive me for that 15 minute monologue. But I think there is an important part of that, which is that we're at in San Antonio with a pro team X factor. The opportunity that we have compared to many other people that play our sport and try to be competitive is incredible. I mean, paintball fit has, you know, is incredible also, but X factor, you've got all these players coming from around the world. So when I found out that Nico Hyde, who had just won world cup, uh, you know, three years, three, four, however long ago, like four years ago, lived outside of town in Bernie. Like next thing I did was ask him to come do a clinic, you know? Um, the X Factor guys were kind of, you know, they've been over the past years have been hard to get a hold of. Like a lot of them don't live in town or they, you know, they just don't want to practice other, please, I'm not putting them on blast, but you know, they'll, they'll come out and do a clinic like Grayson did the BKIT thing. But I've asked like, you know, can we get so-and-so to coach? And Colt has really come around in the next last couple of years, you know, last year and this year and really has now started coaching, which is great. And when I found out he was doing more coaching, like I asked him to do a clinic with us before every USXBL so we could get that help. Um, because it's just essential. Like, how can you not take advantage of that if you have that opportunity? Uh, otherwise, you're flying in Ryan Greenspan. It's like his, you know, it's like two, two grand just to get him there. You have to collect all the money. Like, these guys are local and they can do it for, you know, a hundred, couple hundred bucks or whatever it is they charge. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mish, you know, Mishka was a great opportunity because again, back to my long paintball history, that monologue, like in 2007, like the Russian Legion was unstoppable, unstoppable. Go look at the results. Like you can go watch those old videos. You couldn't gunfight with them. So, and I knew from my previous sports experience um, that, cause I did fencing as my primary sport before paintball and the Russians were dominant in that as well, like the Eastern Bloc. And I'd gone and lived in Ukraine for a couple, you know, like three months and, studied fencing with, you know, fencing the, the kids over there. And I just knew I had to get Mishka to see the Russian style. And of course he delivered like his, his approach is impeccable perfection. Like the smallest detail cannot be missed. And I really wanted to have that experience with him. And if you can get a chance to get Mishka or any of the Russians to do a clinic for you, you should do it and get that sort of Russian approach i mean they changed the game about the approach to training and technique oh yeah like uh i don't know if you got a chance to listen to last night's episode with niles but he was giving very high praise for when they had some motrov with them for so long yeah and that's just really really great experience to have those guys like niles had some motrov with them you know coaching them at local HTPS events in D5 and D4, like, who does yeah. that? But it's it's such a great thing to have if you're able to get it, uh, especially from the Russians. But going back to what you said about us living in San Antonio and having this pro team that's local to us, uh, Colt Roberts, uh, shout out to Colt, uh, his whole thing with really trying to get San Antonio paintball to once again be the premier spot in Texas, uh, you know, shout out to Fit. They've been doing such great work over the years. They've been really dominant. But uh, Colt's trying to get San Antonio back on top again. And he's doing a lot of great things, working with y'all, working with the Titans. Um, and I think that the results are starting to show. Um, so uh, one quick question Breed. I did have 
for you guys. Uh, you were in the finals match against Tribe. Uh, let's say you did manage to pull out the win. You got the first place. Who would be getting that MVP powerhouse regulator on your team? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, you know, I got a, a it's not going to be a one word answer. So forgive me here, but <laughs> never yeah. is. I'll I'll try to keep it shorter. I, I'm aware that I uh, some people probably turned off the podcast after five minutes of me talking about playing in scrub brush in the '80s. But um, you know, first of all, I got to think the wives and girlfriends are the real MVPs, right? Like my Absolutely. wife letting having me disappear not for one but two weekends in a row, getting ready for this event this past weekend, totally gone the whole time, coming back late, sweating, disgusting, and then cleaning everything up to do it the next day. Uh, also the girlfriends and wives that showed up to help us. I don't understand why they do that, but they do. They sit there all day and fill pods and get, bring us, you know, buy beer for me for it. So I, we have something to drink it. If we, when we made the playoffs afterwards to celebrate, uh, shout out to Jack, famous Jackie, um, Celia, Veronica, whose name I always screw up and call her Victoria for some reason, even though I've known her for years now. Um, and Rachel, uh, and then, but then, uh, and also the people that feel that support us like Todd and Tayshawn who clean up the huge mess we make, right? Real MVPs keeping that field going. But oh, yeah. Todd's so as the far man. as in the, Todd is the man, but the tournament in the tournament, like it's, there's two people. I'm gonna make a split MVP, like a dynasty did with, uh, Marcelo and Blake Yarber. Right. So Anthony obviously is just a killer, you know, like he just goes off, he'll just get in there and shoot three people. And he put us in a chance to win the tournament by shoot, getting a three pack against, against avarice uh one of greed's teams um and he's just you know anytime he got on the snake like we knew we had a chance to win so I, when, I, when i asked the team who's mvp like everyone said anthony and i agree but there's a guy i want to give a shout out to richie it uh that guy came out of rec ball uh just two years ago didn't never play paintball and has been you know i, th I think he listened to play the game podcast and just on a lark and thought it was cool and now this guy is just like paintball maniac like way beyond me like fanboy and everything and he also just works you know he trains really hard and he's friends with everybody at the field in a way you know like in a way that i'm not able to be um i'm just too busy or too aloof or whatever just busy thinking about shooting people with paintball guns um but this tournament like he became a different player he was always one of those guys it's like you're making the wrong decision you know and and gunfighting at the wrong time but i after the first point where he went off against you guys and got shot out i came to him and i said richie you're the anchor on this side of the field like you're gonna be the island the whole day don't die like stay alive and he did it he did it the whole day like he was the anchor on that side of the field on the dorito side and that's what allowed anthony to go to work on the snake side because we could afford to dump like two three people into the snake and keep pushing the snake as long as he was alive over there with nick so um, I give, you know, coaches MVP, I'll give the uh, tournament MVP to Richie, you know, semifinals MVP to Anthony, for sure. Well said. I mean, shout out to Rich. He's definitely been putting in the work we've noticed, for sure. He's yeah. always there uh, as early as we are, you know, putting in the work with drills and playing, you know, he's not like some uh, players tend to be where they're showing up at 10, 1030, not even playing until close to noon, and then they you know, play five or six points, shoot a case, and leave. No, he's really dedicated to his craft lately, and it's really showing. So shout-out to Richard, shout-out to Anthony. Uh, we've been noticing, you know, you all have been putting in the work, and you wouldn't have gotten to the finals without them, that's for sure. Uh, so real yeah. quick, everybody watching the live show, um, 
we hopefully will have time for one question at the end. So if you've got a question you want to ask Sasha, go ahead and put that in the chat. So Sasha, uh, something near and dear to your heart here. You're really big into those older markers, especially yeah. especially the autocockers. So which, uh, let's say if you had to pick one marker and we're going to, you know, classify older markers uh let's say at least five years or older sure. which i'm sure your uh collection definitely spans much more than five years ago so which older marker at least five years old would you say is your favorite to use yeah i mean i i i if i had spent so much time on my talking about playing paintball in the 80s <laughs> as a kid i'd have i'd go through my whole collection but um the one that I think I have to go that I have to reach for, I mean, I've got, you know, if you, if you guys want to see my collection go and find my, these are my ladies meme. Which yes. <laughs> you can see almost all of them except the carnivore. I'll bring out the carnivore. I was going to say the carnivore, you know, Maddie Marshall talked about recently how he made it. You know, I asked a question to play the game and he answered it talking about how they, they made the carnivore cool. The carnivore was already cool. Everyone loves to see a carnivore, but it's really the dynasty ion. All right. And the reason why I'm bringing this one up, uh, first of all, the Dynasty body kit makes your ion heavier and more expensive, so that's important. Um, I've got this one tricked out with a Freak Barrel and a CP uh, ASA and uh, some cheap, whatever this is called, the uh, Feed Neck, Clamping Feed Neck. But, you know, the ion, I think, is it's important because it, it changed the game, but also it makes a point that, like, you don't need to buy that expensive gun. Like, I went out and bought the Closer because I want to be taken seriously, but this gun, you know... Uh, We'll just shoot people with one paintball just as best as well as that carnivore or a two thousand dollar you know twister cs2 will you know so kids out there like you don't have to buy that expensive gun especially if you're on my team like sell those expensive guns so you have money to pay for turn you know for paintball please and just get like a czr or something um but the ion just you know it changed the game it made you didn't have to buy a $2,000 Angel. Like, you could go out and compete with X-Factor. And my first X-Factor clinic was with an Ion. Um, yeah. Awesome. So That's Ion, the one I reached for. Ion is his answer. Uh, cool Gray King in the chat asks, Virtue Board or nah? Virtue Board? Come on. Ion Virtue. What, do it. Wait, how does it go? The Ion Virtue. Let's go. I can't remember. I'm blanking on it right now. But, um, you know, Virtue, funny thing is they gave a lifetime warranty on their boards and they don't support that anymore. So actually, I've got the Blackheart board in this because it works. Um, the Virtue boards sometimes are wonky because the capacitors are loose, get loose. Uh, and if you want a board for an older gun, I'll give a shout out actually to Sci-Fi Paintball. Everyone should know about them. They make gun our boards for that are just crazy, like Bluetooth and amazing settings and a iPhone app. And uh, my carnivores got one, my intimidators got one. Um, what else? My shockers got one. Sci-fi paintball. Go check that out. They're based here in Texas. It's a Texas guy. Really? And he's gonna have a he's gonna have a sale this weekend. So go to his, go find him on Facebook and go. Uh, get ready for that drop if you want an autococker board from them because it's awesome. going to be so Friday night. Yeah, Sci-Fi Paintball tomorrow night uh, got their drop. Cool. So, yeah. uh, Sasha, one other thing near and dear to your heart are the memes. Of course, you've got yeah. multiple Instagram pages that you just 
post constantly on and some of my favorite were like the the ladies one that you just talked about that's that's yeah. definitely my favorite one that's on your page uh so if you're not familiar go follow sasha's page he's got the the dragoons team page which is at dragoons paintball he's also got his personal one which is at papa dot sash dot paintball or is it papa dot sash dragoons. dragoons okay dragoons, yeah um yeah, don't follow my personal one. I'm not going to post a whole lot there. That's just like for vanity and also so I can tag myself. The other one is dragoons.paintball. And I do a mix of... So I remember um, Hinman was saying and play the game that nobody, the teams don't do enough media. And you guys, Titans, need to do way more oh, like, yeah. with, all the, with all the trophies you're getting, just killing it, especially your D5 team this year. Like you should just be blowing up. But... Um, I, you know, I, I feel that Instagram is just a fun hobby for me, but I also use to support the sponsors because Virtue needs us to do social media posts. So I do that. And, uh, I do the memes when I start seeing these memes. The first one I made, um, was of this guy kicking down a door where it says, uh, you know, the first door says, just keep using current marker. And the second door says late model at affordably priced marker, you know, like maybe CS1. And then the third one says, Brand new in box, limited edition marker, quote, sorry, lol, no money for practice or tournaments. I mean, that's like the, the common story in teams, right? Yep. Like this guy shows up, he's got this amazing gun. He's got the Ali Long DM8 that he, he bought in on Maven's, Mason's paintball. And then he's like, oh, it's time for practice. Oh man, I, can I split a box? Oh, tournament's coming up. Oh, can I pay you back? What the hell are you doing with like the $1,500 gun, dude? Like sell that and buy a CZR and you've got like $1,300. Like that's the whole season right there for your tournament practice. You know, like, so I, basically the memes are outlet for me of like, like the frustration. The other one is like uh, Marge talking to Homer and the, the, about like, he's got this fish and he caught the fish and Marge is like, why are you buy, catching this fish? And he says to impress those weirdos in the worm store, you know, like that's a common experience. Like this is such an insular sport. You know, like, why are you going to Waxahachie again? Like, why would anyone go to Waxahachie? Would you go to Waxahachie if there wasn't paintball fit there? It's like a speed bump, right? On nothing against the people that live there. But it's like, it's like stopping at like some other random place, like Italy, Texas or something. So, um, you know, it's a fine, it's a fine city. It's like, but otherwise I wouldn't go there. So it's just like, you know, trying to explain to my wife and coworkers why I'm going there, you know? So I just tried just, you know, and then of course the one for tonight was the guy from Festivus saying, I've got a lot of problems with you people. And now you're going to hear about it. Like self-explanatory. I think you've already heard about, you know, all the problems I've had. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say real quick, I love how prepared you've come. You've got all these different markers just ready to flash on the camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, dude. Like we're going to put on a show. I want your oh, yeah. podcast to be successful. That's you know, awesome. like no one wants to just listen to me nasally drone. Yeah, I started Dragoons in 2012. Like nobody wants to hear that. Like let's, uh, you know, for the podcast guys, they're just listening. I only listen to the podcast because I can't go on the, I don't have time to sit and watch a YouTube show, but you just go and watch and you can skip the first uh, 20 minutes of me uh, lecturing about paintball in the 90s and you can see a couple like a dynasty ion. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, Sasha, you're definitely the most prepared guest that I've had so far on the show. So props to that. Thank you so Thank much. You. Uh, so uh, before we go, we're getting towards the end. So real quick, uh, chat members, if you got something you want to ask Sasha, get it in the chat now. Um, so you've talked a little bit about sci-fi paintball. And, but are there any other uh, Texas-based either teams, players, brands, projects that have caught your attention? So who yeah, does I'm the rest go... of Texas need to know about if they don't know already? I'm going to go through and give, I've got a list here. Like, uh, first of all, sorbetpaintball.com. My homie, uh, Sevi on the team, he's trying to get like this YouTube channel going and become an influencer. 
drinking, you know, have a, you know, be like uh, Ronnie Dizon and, you know, I guess like make mad Google AdWords money from that. Go watch his, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, I've given him stern lectures about improving and making a, you know, protecting the Dragoons brand. And hopefully he'll do that with less people pounding beers in Excel or whatever. And more of us, you know, being good teammates. Enjoy paintball with Nico. Everyone go by his headbands. Anthony Bosmans actually makes the heads, headbands for him. Uh, so you're supporting my team and Nico with Enjoy Paintball. And Nico's got, you know, he's got the right, the attitude that I have, which is just like, we're having fun. You know, it's not a business. Like we're just going shooting each other in the neck for fun. Don't take it too serious. Enjoy the camaraderie. Get that shot is, I mean, best photographer since Verbal and, and anyone else to come out of Texas. Uh, I immediately hired him twice two events and it was worth it i'm still using his shot because they're just amazing i don't i need, don't need to hire him again unfortunately for him so everyone else go and hire him for his out, outlaw anodizing did one of my luxes they're here in texas uh great anodizer uh, always get always busting my chops on instagram about stealing my pods everyone stop stealing my pods uh innocent bystanders i want to talk about innocent bystanders and caesar like caesar is doing the same thing i'm doing and uh his team is incredibly huge i think they've got a brighter future than dragoons because we're all like you know old with kids and he's got all these like 17 year olds um and like he's doing it you know he's he's giving a lot of opportunity and you know we've squabbled with them on the field but i really hope the best for his team and hope that they have a lot of success and uh anyone that's willing to run a paintball team is like deserves a medal practice the way he's doing it you know like it's it's i can't believe the army of kids he's got over there um and also like john atrimba and brandon summers played with them last minute i hope that continues because they're going to bring good stuff to that team since ruthless kind of folded uh last year and then finally tayshawn crenshaw people please go hire him to do video work uh he needs work and i don't want to see him shoveling paintballs at the field i want to see him making awesome videos which is his dream um that's it thanks for indulging me that list oh, yeah. there no, it's definitely a great list. Uh, shout out to Anderson Bystander. Shout out to Caesar. Definitely a big shout out to Carlos. Get that shot. Uh, he's an official partner of the podcast. He does uh, a couple of photo things for me. Gets uh, some posts for social media. Yeah, Carlos does a lot of great things, uh, and he's come a long way really, really quickly. So uh, we've got one question from the chat. Let's see. Um, this is from uh, BEM Raps. Uh, the question is, do you think 10-man mech-style events would get a good turnout in Texas, and where? Absolutely. Well, X-Factor was supposed to have one. The Lone Star Open. They made flyers. They made shirts. Two years ago, Greg Pauly came out and was, like, consulting with, uh, with Alex about doing a 10-man event, and we were super excited about it. Like, I've got my mech eye on. I had a auto mech autococker at the time. Never happened. Um I'd like to see them, you know, bring that back and get that going. Uh, it would be awesome to see. I think the plan was to have something like Iron City where all the old school players came out and played. And that would be just to see a pro tin man with all those guys from when I was a kid playing would just be incredible. Uh, and there's definitely Valhalla plays here. I know you guys scrimmage with them. There's, and my guys would definitely, like, we'd have to buy some mech guns. But, we, you know, I'm sure we'd throw in a team. So it definitely should happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely room for growth, uh, for sure in Texas with the mech scene. I mean, you know that the AC program, they're all big on entering mech teams with AC Empire. Um, a couple of the X-Factor guys go and mixing with Infamous, uh, come time for the pro mech events. 
Obviously, Valhalla has uh, Matt Jackson and John Jackson involved with them whenever they go play Mech. Uh, I think there's definitely uh, definitely room for growth there. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it's a new it's a new part of the game. Definitely a lot to learn for uh, people like me who've got in somewhat recently. You know, I I joined the scene in January of 2015 was my first time playing speedball, so. Uh, Definitely a new way to play the game and a lot to learn there. So, Sasha, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, do you have any last shout-outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Yeah, I definitely want to thank my wife and kids for putting up with me doing this hobby for all these years, uh, especially my wife who gets left with the kids and my extended family who moved to town recently and can help take care of the kids. I've got my 8-year-old, my 10-year-old, Max, 10-year-old, 8-year-old Vincent. Vincent, who started doing some pod running, Although I have to pay him to do it. Uh, and then also our sponsors, Virtue Paintball, Built to Win, Bunker Kings, We Kill Suckers, right? Uh, great Masks and Loaders, Carbon Paintball has been a great sponsor. Walt, uh, Walker out there is super friendly and has a great time at events. Best pack I've used is the SC pack. Enjoy Paintball as a supporter. Nico Hyde, X Factor Paintball Park, not really a sponsor technically, but they support all of us, right, that play there. They make it possible for us to do this sport. Under Industries has been our jersey sponsor, not sponsor, but jersey provider for years, and they've been helping us, and I always love seeing his memes. He's an inspiration for memes. And then, of course, Sorbet Paintball. I'm not sure really what Sorbet Paintball does as a sponsor, but I put him on the jersey. Um, I think he makes uh, – he, he found my marker that I left on the field at, this past weekend when we got second or first place. I mean, not first. We didn't get first. Second place. So he's my marker finder when I, when I forget it. That's it. Awesome. Shout out to all of them. Uh, shout out to X Factor, obviously. Uh, takes really good care of us. Uh, one more shout out for Todd, the man at X Factor. Uh, he takes yeah. really good care of all of us. So, y'all, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please be sure to go follow Sasha and the Dragoons over at dragoons.paintball on Instagram. Uh, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Uh, if you're watching the YouTube recording of this, please be sure to leave a comment down below. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast recordings posted to YouTube every Thursday. Although I will not have a show next week. I will be on my honeymoon going to Vegas with my wife. Finally, uh, you know, two years late, but finally getting it done. Uh, so a special Yikes. thanks to, uh, get that shot for being a partner with the show. Uh, see you all August 3rd. We're still trying to, uh, line up a guest for that. I'm trying to see if I can get Colt LaCow on for when we return. So y'all, uh, see you in two weeks for episode seven of the show. Wow. We're already getting to episode seven. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thanks Christian for having me on. And, uh, I appreciate you, your patience with me, with my 15 minute monologue at the beginning there. Oh yeah. I'll take care. That was the best get, part. And get Dylan on. I want to know his secrets for Titans. Yep, he'll be on soon. Don't worry about that. He's going to be on. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Bye.